I'm ready. Let's do it. Welcome, one and all, to episode 221 of the Mars Attacks podcast. I'm your host, Victor. And I always say at the beginning of every show that this is a special show with a special guest. And I really mean it this time around. Not to blow smoke up anyone's ass, but this time around, the show focuses on my patrons. There are a few people missing, um, but the people that could make it were part of this episode. And when I talk about being a patron being special, I really appreciate the support that my patrons do provide me. I understand that not everyone can support in a monetary fashion, but I do appreciate if you can like retweet, share, so on and so forth on your social media platforms so that your friends find out about this show, so that artists find out about this show. Hey, tweet them and call them out. Say, hey, you should be on Mars Attacks podcast or stuff like that. I've had people do that before. I've had guests come on the show and they've had a blast. So I highly recommend you do that. Um, getting back to Patreon, uh, you can become a patron for a little as $2 a month. Okay. And that goes all the way up to uh, 20 a month, depending on what you want, what perks you want out of it. Um, I post a lot. Okay. I always say that I post a lot of stuff on Patreon, a lot of videos, a lot of music from bands you may know and you may not know. And the reason for that is because I love promoting music. I love hearing from people. Hey, thanks to you, I discovered this band. I remember years ago where there was a band uh, out of Chicago called High Spirits. I found out about them and I sent a few songs to Mark Striegel. I was helping him run a radio station at that time. And I said, Hey, some of these songs would be really cool to play on that. And he absolutely, excuse me. He absolutely loved what I sent to him. So that's kind of the premise, you know, bands that you may not have heard of. If something may pique your interest, you know, you may not hear them anywhere else. We're not allowed to play music like we were before. I mean, sure, if I want to, I can play music, but I risk getting kicked off of Spotify and off of different things. So I'm just posting these videos to Patreon. Again, it's a lot of stuff. I was posting here this week. There were a lot of new videos released. So it was eight videos a day that were being posted. Then there were some questions that came up. With regards to certain bands, there's a band out of Denmark called Vola. They released a new album last week. And people said to me, hey, this sounds really cool. 
is there more music available? So they had actually released four videos for their new album. And I ended up posting the rest of the videos on Patreon so that people could determine, will this track make our Patreon curated playlist? So the our best of 2021 or favorites of 2021. And it gives people the incentive to maybe go out and buy the album. We're going to talk about that with the patrons during this episode where people will talk about, have I turned them on to any bands? What music are they listening to that maybe I pasted, you know, or I posted, I should say in Patreon. There's definite answers to that. Um, So you'll hear that. And I don't know, it's just a fun troll-free atmosphere where we talk about music. And again, I get it. Not everyone likes doing that. I know other podcasters well that where, you know, they'll be snotty towards me. Oh, you're trying to make money off of this. Okay. Well, I got to pay for this stuff somehow. <laughs> you know, I don't, I love doing it, but at the same time, if I can make a few bucks here and there, to help offset some of the costs. Why, why should anyone call me out on it? Hey, it's, you know, their prerogative, but this holier than thou attitude that, Oh, I podcast for free. Well, good for you, my friend. What do you want from me? That's your choice. I choose to do something different. So if you're going to hold that against me, then you know, I feel like Ricky LaFleur in this case from Trailer Park Boys and just two middle fingers extended in every direction because it's my prerogative what I do with my show within the confines of what I do. If you like it, cool. If not, then there are plenty of other podcasts to check out. I mean, what do you, what do you want me to say? Um, as far as the patrons go, I keep circling back to this. This show involves... Jeremy Weltman, Brad Dahl, Steve Hoker, Gabriel Ruiz, and I think that is it. Well, in the chat, we have Rob Rowe as usual, and we have uh, Jose in Connecticut um, up there in the chat as well. The others that couldn't make it, I want to send a shout out to them as well. Now it's Mike Jones. That's Mark Striegel, and that's uh, Chris Vaglio, who does the Galaxy of Geeks podcast with me. Uh, They couldn't make it, and and I understand, you know, for some people it's difficult. Uh, 6 p.m. Eastern is dinner for some people, and it is what it is. Some uh, Look, I found this out from running Mark Striegel's Patreon, that people sometimes are there just to support. They don't give a crap about the additional content. And I'm fine with that. Um, <laughs> if people can't make it to this stuff, then they can't make it. You know, it is what it is. I'm, I'm not going to, you know, begrudge anyone because of that. But uh, it would be cool to get everyone involved. And, and believe me, you know, in, in the case of I haven't been able to lock Mark Striegel down for, for any of this stuff. I mean, he hopped on one of the live streams that I did. But I get it. He's busy. He's got his family life. 
you know, he eats dinner around that time. So, so he can't make it. I will say this, that a lot of my Patreons or a lot of my patrons are his patrons. So it would be cool for him to jump on because I think it would make a lot of people that already follow him happy. So there you go. Anyway, so this episode, we talk about Iron Maiden and we talk about Patreon, basically. If you want to follow me on social media, if you want to check out the live stream, best place to go one-stop shopping for everything is MarsAttacksRadio.com. You'll find links at the top and the bottom to all the various ways that you can subscribe to the podcast, where you can follow on social media, where you can like and share. And oh yeah, by the way, the show is now on Amazon Podcasts. So if you have an Amazon device, you can ask your Alexa device to play the podcast. So there you go. That's another incentive to follow what we do here, if that's even an incentive, but whatever. Anyway, thank you for listening to this episode. Hope you enjoy it. Again, if you are so inclined to help back the Patreon campaign, there's plenty of information online. Listen to this. See if you enjoy it. I intend on doing these types of episodes a few times a year, every so many months. So we're already... Talking about this behind the scenes, what bands, discography we may discuss then. So um, I'm open. I'm open to what everyone wants to do, and we'll just take it from there. So thanks again for listening, and we'll see you next week right here on the Mars Attacks podcast. Here we go. Welcome, everyone, to the May 21st edition of the Signals from Mars live stream brought to you by the Mars Attacks podcast. Uh, My name is Victor, your host, and this week we have an extremely special uh, event. This is a patron live stream, so everyone that you'll see here are all patrons of mine on Patreon. And uh, Jeremy from the UK keeps bouncing in and out. Let's see if we can get him on the show before it's it's all done here. So um, in any event, uh, let me go around the horn here. We have a lot of you know Mr. Brad Dahl from Yarg Metal. Um, a few weeks ago. Oh, no, it was last week, right? That we had Steve Holker on? No, two weeks ago. Two weeks ago. Yeah. Last week we had Sumo Psycho. And um, and then on top here is the metal dentist, Mr. Gabriel Ruiz. Uh, we have seventy-five um, percent <laughs> of the show is uh, at least comes from New Jersey. Um, we have good taste. <laughs> so, but before before we get on with the festivities, I must apologize. I posted the interview for Sumo Psycho today, and I spelled. Sky's name wrong on like half of the stuff that I sent out, including graphics and everything else. I knew how to spell her name. I knew that her name had an E at the end, 
but for some reason I didn't include it. So I don't know why. So my apologies. I have tried to rectify that. So um, anyway, the idea behind tonight's show is to talk a little Iron Maiden, uh, a band that uh, some of us enjoy, some of us just kind of like. <laughs> uh, but, um, you know, if nothing else, there we go. Uh, Brad is flashing killers already. He told me he was going to be ready with his CDs. I feel left out. <laughs> <laughs> but uh yeah we'll we'll have to do there's number of the beast let's see uh i got a coaster <laughs> there you I go. Agree, I agree. peace of mind see all all my stuff is in the next room over you know i don't, I don't think i want to start running out we the show wouldn't end but uh <laughs> anyway uh, Brad, since, uh, you started showing off some of your wares there, um, first off, when did you get into Maiden? Do you remember what song got you hooked on Iron Maiden or maybe the first thing that you heard by them? Yeah, totally. Hopefully. Uh, is that the sound? Okay. Yeah. Sounds fine. Fantastic. Like yeah. Um, yeah, it was this. It was this. Of course, it wasn't on uh, DVD when I first got it. It was on vinyl, which uh, is since long gone because during one of our moves, my wife made me get rid of all my vinyl. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, no, that happens. It's okay. You know, there's days when you go, oh, man. And <laughs> yeah, but uh, anyway. Uh, so, yeah, it, the interesting thing was I remember I was in a record store and um I think it was a, a a magazine, one of the rock magazines, and there was an ad in there, which I think was brilliant uh, for the management to be doing this kind of stuff because you, you know, obviously they're not going to play them on the radio or anything in the, in the right. U.S. Uh, there was an ad for for this album, and mm-hmm. and I, I and that was the album cover, and I remember looking at it thinking, "What the hell is this?" Um, like, well, it's, you know, metal, right? Right. Um, yeah, there were, back then there wasn't like a whole, like huge amount of metal around. So I thought, well, it's, it's worth looking into. They did have the, the album. So I bought it. I hadn't heard anything off it. I had no idea what I was getting into. Right. Uh, Dropped the needle on it and, um, Ides of March going right into, um, um, Wrathchild. Mm-hmm. And I was like, "Holy crap! What is this? This is incredible!" I mean, there—I'd never heard anything like this. I, to me, um, they really broke brand new ground. I mean, there was right. nothing. There was nobody that sounded like that. It was right. not like they were. I mean, obviously, they're standing on the shoulders of of other rock bands, um, but they really were their real their own thing, and just the speed of it. You know, it's funny because you think now it's like, well, it's not really that crazy, but um, right back then the speed of it was unbelievable. I mean, I yeah. tried playing along with with Rathchild. Uh, I play bass, and I made it through maybe about two minutes, and I had to stop because my hands were just like, I can't do this. <laughs> uh, they were so tired, and um, yeah, it was just, it was just incredible. So that's that's my first album, and. And I, I truly do love that album. Um, love every song on it. And, 
Yeah. In fact, I was just looking through this, trying to think of what my favorite album was. I think we're going to get there with that. Right. But, uh, but that one, that one, I, there, I don't think there's really a spot on there. That's like, eh, you know, I mean, right. Yeah. 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 There, it, it's, it is solid. And I actually got to see them on tour promoting that album. They were warming up for UFO. Oh, wow. <laughs> and it was at the, this is the first tour that UFO did without Michael Schenker of the U S okay. um, you know, full tour. Anyway, it was mm-hmm. after no place to run. And so they were headlining the long beach sports arena, which is kind of funny all the time with Schenker, uh, they never headlined anywhere in Southern California other than a club. Right. And so here they are headlining uh, the long beach sports arena, which is, you know, probably 12 plus thousand people, but iron maiden was the warmup band and they were they were just fantastic. I mean, they just blew it out. And, uh, yeah, I, 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 they had me. So I was all in on that. And then of course the next thing, you know, well, the singer's gone. Like, oh, <laughs> great. Now what? Right. Yeah. But then we all know what happened. So there, that's my introduction to Maiden. Okay. I've been on the ride for the whole way. I've kind of drifted a little bit, um, you know, during the, the mid eighties. Uh, mm-hmm. I still bought the CDs, but uh, wasn't quite as passionate about okay. some of the stuff then. Uh, certainly came back really strong when Bruce came back into the band. So there you go. Okay. Um, for me, Killers, by the way, this is going back to the old vinyl and cassette. To me, Side B is like the perfect album side. It is a perfect album side from Killers all the way to Drifter. And I believe you posted something for Yarg Metal about Iron Maiden and you said something about like deeper cuts. And I instantly commented on, on Drifter and, and right. Sea of Madness. Um, to, to me, Drifter, I can still remember that I heard the live version of that first before I heard the studio version. But that was because, you know, the, the place and time where I was as a kid where, and Gabriel can attest to this, um, we couldn't afford everything. So we <laughs> taped a lot of things and, you know, borrowed this from a friend and that from another friend. And, you know, we would have our trips to uh, Steve up to, uh, what was the name of the uh, music shop in the Ledgewood Mall that had the imports? Soundorama. Soundorama. Yeah. We would go up there and we would get the British singles. And I remember that was the big deal. We had to get all the singles. So I forget what, what single actually had Drifter. I mean, I could look it up on my computer, but, um, but Drifter Live was a B-side. It was that, and it was I've Got the Fire, which is a Montrose um, cover. And I remember just hearing that and hearing Paul Deano live, and I was like, wow, this is so awesome. And once I finally got to hear that entire album side of killers. I was like, these guys, I've loved kiss for so long, but these guys are, and I'll, I'll continue to say it. to me, I have a one, a, and a one B as favorite bands ever. And it's kiss and it's iron maiden because they've meant so much to me over the years, but uh, favorite album. What would you say is your favorite album? Me? Yes. Oh man. That is so tough. And it's funny because I wanted to say peace of mind because um, for some reason that that I remember when I got it, uh, I just thought, oh, this album, it just sounds it sounds great. Right. Um, yeah. There's a I mean, just the intro. I mean, it was the first one with Nico, right? 
Yeah, the Nichols yeah, intro there. to Where Eagles Yeah, Where Eagles Dare. I mean, Revelations, um, Flight of Icarus. Oh, Die With Your Boots On. That's one of my all-time favorite songs right there. Um, yeah, I guess I am going to stick with this album. Okay. <laughs> I kind of I feel a little bit like Quest for Fire, Sun and Steel, and To Tame a Land kind of... Uh, kind of kind of was a soft landing there at the end of the album i think the best of it goes all the way through still life which i love still life yeah still life uh, is a great yeah, song everything everything through still life is just like top shelf iron maiden and stuff after that it was kind of like yeah okay you know uh, it was good but it wasn't it wasn't like oh i hope they play that <laughs> uh, yeah so i so so yeah so then anyway i then i flip flopped I flip flop to um to Power Slave, just because uh, uh light stupid light. Anyway, Power Slave, uh, because of that tour, that tour was just incredible. Right. And I I lucked out, uh, because I just moved here to Utah, just moved here, and when they were selling tickets, uh, we got up, you know, in the middle of the night, went down to the Salt Palace, which is no longer there. And for the, the, to buy tickets, me and a buddy of mine. And so what they did was they, they, they you know, had everybody kind of lined up and then they went through and they handed us strips of paper that had mm-hmm. a number on it. And so they said, this is the way we're going to do it. We're going to, we're going to call out your number. And if you get, you know, when you get called out, then you come in. So they were trying to, you know, you know, keep people from spending the night there. It's like, well, right. there's no benefit to being here you know, overnight because you're not going to be the first one in line. There's no first in line. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's only the last in line. Um, <laughs> <laughs> sorry about that. Um, so, so there's this kid, this, this, this just rock kid that was standing next to us. And he was from uh, north of about an hour north of uh, Salt Lake from Ogden and a really cool, nice kid. And I told him, I made a deal with him. I said, look, I said, whoever gets the number first. Okay. Cause we only want two tickets. How many tickets? You only want two tickets and they are only allowing you to buy four. So I said, whoever gets their number drawn first between me and my buddy and you, I said, you'll buy four tickets and you'll give us two or we'll buy four tickets and give you two. Um, fortunately enough, I was one of the first one picked. I was like in the top 20 people. So I'm thinking, Oh, front row, right? No. <laughs> Uh, yeah, it was fourth row. Like, well, where, what, how did, where did all the first three rows go? Uh, yeah, of course we know, you know, the way they did tickets back then, they kept those for special people. They didn't sell them to the public, but right. so I bought four tickets. Um, and I'm sorry about if I'm going to, I'm going to try to go through the story really quick, but it's a great story. Mm-hmm. So, so I bought four tickets, gave two to this guy. And then we had the other two, we go to the concert. And we're there. And this kid is such a passionate Maiden fan. He made a big poster, a big Iron Maiden poster. Well, the warm-up band on this uh, tour was Twisted Sister. Oh. So Twisted Sister gets better. They're out there doing their thing. And this kid is just so, like, pumped up. He's holding his Iron Maiden poster that he made. <laughs> and all of a sudden, Dee Snyder just loses it. He's just like, okay, I'm getting tired of looking at this guy. This, this, Iron Maiden poster. He goes, yeah, we love Iron Maiden and everything, but you know, we're up here on stage and you're disrespecting us. And he was going on and on. And, and then he says, okay, he says, all you twisted sister fans, I think you need to kick this guy's ass. <laughs> and it's funny. Cause this one, I remember this guy behind us leaned over and he goes, Oh, I think you better put that poster down. 
And I said, screw that, man. You know, it's like, we're not, this isn't a diss to them. It's just this, this kid, this kid is so pumped up about Iron Maiden. So, so then D was like, well, I'm going to come down in the audience then. And I'm going to punch him out. And, and of course, and so we're all, we're all like going, come on, come on, come on down here, D let's go. And, uh, (laughs) and, uh, he, he didn't. So, so that, that was the end of that. But then Maiden came on and it was just unbelievable, unbelievable show. So, and that's well-documented in the live after death uh, CD, which was recorded at the Long Beach sports arena. So full circle, I'm done. <laughs> awesome. Awesome story. I, I knew that once you said twisted sister, <laughs> you were going to pique uh, Mr. Hoker's interest there. Um, I, I, I want to send a shout out to uh, Rob Rowe in the chat and to Jose in the chat. Usually, you know, most of the people that are on the show with me tonight are in the chat as well. So uh, you guys are the uh, the guys holding down the fort in there. Thank you for for tuning in as usual. I appreciate you guys hanging out and, and chatting with us. Uh, Jose is saying that Iron Maiden was almost contraband for us in my small Catholic school growing up. Yes, I remember wearing the um, Number of the Beast single. I had a bat. Um, not a badge. What are they called? Um, a pledge pin. A, a button. No, a button. uniform. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, Mr. Snyder. And I wasn't <laughs> full blast uh, while saying it. But I, I wore that. I wore that to church once, and um, and and all of a sudden, um, my brother goes, "Hey, you need to take that off. We're going to church." And he was trying to get me in trouble with my folks because I was wearing. You know, essentially a pin with Eddie holding the devil's head in his hand. I, you know, well, I think that's was, a good thing for church. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. You know, I was showing where my allegiance lied. Yeah. So, uh, God, saying, it's cool. <laughs> Rob is saying I went to get Metallica tickets during the Black Album. People in the front row uh, got us front row. People in front of us got us front row. We got eighth, and bastards didn't even show up. Um, anyway, still great seats and a fun show. Yeah, that, that's got to blow. But, uh, anyway, we're, we're gonna hop over to the other side of the world. Mr. Jeremy Weltman up in the UK. How are you, sir? Yeah, I'm good. Thanks. How are you? Doing well. Obviously you're, you're talking about, you know, history and, um, royalty practically in the UK. With Iron Maiden, yeah. I mean, yeah. you have to think that of out of all the bands that have come out of England, I mean, there have been a lot, but you'd yeah. have to think that Maiden for hard rock and metal is up there with Sabbath and Priest and maybe Zeppelin and perhaps Deep Purple. I mean, I don't think you could really throw any other bands up there um, with them if if you think of the influence. Um, Living through all that from the inside, from the UK, what was it like to see Maiden kind of rise through the ranks? Yeah, it was quite interesting because um, I don't know if you sort of remember that far back, but Iron Maiden weren't actually that massive when they first came out. They, you know, you've got to remember that Judas Priest were um, already several albums in. Um, right. I made the, the original album came out. It actually came out the, on the day before my birthday on the 14th of April, 1980, wow. the first album. 
And that was the same day that uh, British Steel came out, I think. Right. Um, yep. So, and, and April 1980, there were quite a few albums that came out. You had Heaven and Hell that came out in the same month, later on in the month. Earlier oh, wow. in the month, you had Saxon's Wheels of Steel. So, you know, we were living through times where there was a lot of metal being thrown at you from yeah. all But yeah, this is an, an interesting band. But mm -hmm. they weren't the only they weren't the only band in town at the time. And mm -hmm. you know, it took a little time to sort of get to know this get to know the songs. But as soon as I personally heard Running Free, which was one of the singles, I right. thought this band is is yeah, I, I like this. This is this is quite interesting. Um but you know, I was listening to Wheels of Steel at the same time as I was listening to, you know, Living After Midnight and all that sort of stuff. Uh, so there's a lot of music all happening at the same time. But the thing about Iron Maiden was that they had um, the, the logo. They had the they had Eddie the mm -hmm. mascot. So they had the whole image all at the same time, which all helped. Um, and of course, they were touring constantly. Um, right. You know, this is a this is a band that were in the music papers. Uh, I used to get Sounds. Um, I used to get Kerrang, which you, you know about. But Sounds was a, a newspaper which was very like. Um, the NME, a melody maker. Um, right. I used to get that on a Thursday, and, and you'd read about these sort of bands. Iron Maiden were, were you know, quite well talked about at the time because they were touring a lot. So they, they were starting to make a name for themselves. Mm -hmm. um, and then, obviously, the, the first album came out, and, uh, you know, your, your friends were passing around the albums and the singles, right. and, and uh, you were starting to get, get into that. Yeah, it was exciting. Yeah, it's, it's interesting. Both you and Brad brought up interesting points. Um, I think Iron Maiden changed not only how bands were playing music, um, but the album covers. I mean, Eddie, the, the, the logo. Mm. I mean, sure, Priest had that consistent logo, but they didn't have Eddie. They didn't have mm. something like that, that instantly there was a character that you know, your concert t-shirts were going to yeah. have it, the posters, you know, all this yeah. stuff. And I remember uh, about a month ago, I believe may have been the anniversary of number of the beast coming out. And Charlie Bonante mentioned on social media, this was the album that kind of changed everything for us and kind of helped bring upon thrash metal. And there were, you know, younger kids saying, no, that brought about power metal, not thrash metal. And much to Brad's mm. point, you know, maybe power metal got stuff from it later, the anthemic side of it, but Maiden was fast where sure Motorhead was fast, but not, I don't think that they had stuff like, um, um, I'm trying to think of, um, Twilight Zone off of Killers. I mean, th that was such a fast, like, two-minute song. Um, you're talking about Run to the Hills. You're talking about Transylvania. You know, the beginning, the riff of that, um, you know, was something unheard of at the time. You know, it was just so, so out there. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah. No, just sorry to interrupt. The, um, if you think at the time, punk was was really um, going at the time as well, yeah. and Iron Maiden was that link between punk and metal. 
And, yeah. and a lot of my friends were into punk and and they heard this band Iron Maiden and they wanted something a bit different. And I think mm-hmm. Iron Maiden just gave you that sort of, it was that leap over into into something a bit different at the time. Mm-hmm. And that, yeah. that first album is quite punky, isn't it? You know, if you, if you listen back to it. Yeah. Yeah, I know that they don't like hearing that now because they don't like being associated with what the punk scene was like. But definitely, um, I, I agree with what you're saying. And and much to the point of Thrash, how Thrash was kind of similar, where there were a lot of bands that crossed over with punk, with hardcore, with different things like a Suicidal Tendencies or a DRI or even, you know, if you think of Anthrax, they they were really bringing in elements that some of the other bands weren't either. Um, to answer Jose in the chat, the original artist was Derek Riggs, who did all of the Iron Maiden covers up until, mm-hmm. uh, up until, um, uh, fear of the dark. And then after fear of the dark, they had whatever falling out. And, um, and that was, that was that, I mean, he's worked with other bands since, but I mean, Maiden is obviously his claim to fame. Um, there you go. Brad's holding up Fear of the Dark. Um, Jeremy, what is your favorite Maiden album? Ah, now that was interesting because I've been thinking about this all week and I've been tossing <laughs> different albums backwards and forwards because it's really, really hard to pick your favorite. I mean, I, you know, I've right. mentioned the first album. I've, I've obviously got love for the first album. I, I like uh, Peace of Mind. I like uh, Matter of Life and Death. I like, um, y- you know, you can go on and on. Uh, uh, Seventh mm-hmm. Son is another one. Uh, Power Slave, I was listening to in the car today. But I think, to be honest, I- I'm going to pick Number of the Beast. And there's a reason okay. because, obviously, it was 1982. Um, it was the first one with Bruce. Um, and it was a big change. Uh, I think I made needed an album like that. And obviously, it was a it was a very important album here in the UK, but around the world as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was you know, a massive seller. Uh, I think it went to number one here in the UK, probably did around the world as well. Um, and it just really changed the band. I think it was, yeah. um, you know, it had some killer tracks on. Um, there's one dodgy song on, which I think we all know which one that is. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, you know, the rest of the album is, is really great. Um, yeah. It's not to say that other, ba- other albums are not great. I, I like a lot of other albums. Um, but I, I'd, I'd pick that one. Do you think uh, Totally Clip should have been on there instead of Ganglands? Yeah, well, <laughs> you, you could put you could have put many of their songs on there instead of that one. <laughs> um, but I, like I mean, you know, how many how many bands how many bands have released albums and you think you know that's a fantastic album, but there's always one track that's you know right. a filler track. What they used to call a filler track on a on a on a vinyl, you know, that'd always be there. Um, what can you do? You know, it's, it's there now. And, and you don't remember that song. You just remember the, you know, the, your favorites. Yeah, absolutely. Um, in your opinion, what are your three tracks that you enjoy the most off of this that mm. make this your favorite album? Well, that was, that was hard as well, but I, I, initially I, I went for uh, run to the Hills. Okay. Um, so that, that's the first one. I think it was a single and it was something that was into at the time. Uh, bought as a single as well because in the, you got to remember in those days we bought singles not albums as well you know right. so we were always buying singles first and then if you could afford it you buy the album afterwards um uh obviously the title track number of the beast that's mm-hmm. brilliant um it's just a it was just a, an amazing song at the time and and it, 
it's sort of I don't know. It's, it's just sort of the song that you wouldn't play play your grandma. It was it was the song that you know you you owned you owned as a metal fan. You own that that song. Um, you're not going to yeah, play which, it. To... Which song would you play your grandma off of here? How would you name? Well. That, that's that's true actually yeah i played my grandma some rainbow but uh, maybe not i mean yeah. um i'd also say um I, I was sort of in between i think children of the damned i would say is you know one of my favorites off the off the album um and so so maybe those three really okay cool um you have to throw, you have to throw the prisoner in there okay i'm out yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> Let's let's go to Mr. Steve Hoker, who has kind of the same opinion. Uh, we've much. been talking about this earlier in the week because I was trying to coax him to come on. Uh, <laughs> you're the person that I alluded to initially that you like Maiden, but you're not a huge fan like probably mm-hmm. the rest of us are uh, yes. with Maiden. Uh, can you remember hearing them for the first time? I can, actually. Okay. My my brother was the one that was the or still is the Maiden fan, but um, Number of the Beast was the album that I first heard, and okay. uh, so I was that was eighty two, correct? Yeah, I believe so. Okay, um, I was seven. My brother was fifteen, sixteen, somewhere around okay. there. So he was right in his uh, his teenage angst years. <laughs> um, I just remember he had like the the uh, number of the beast like the black light um like felt poster yeah yeah um had that hanging up so that's like drilled in my head because mm-hmm. you know as a little kid it was kind of scary but at the same time it was pretty cool right <laughs> and uh so i just remember our rooms were next to each other so i just had got to hear maiden whether i wanted to or not <laughs> but uh so that's where i got most of my metal from and my my sister upstairs from us was listening to disco and stuff so that's probably where I get my weird, like, pop metal love. <laughs> sure. Um, but yeah, so that's my first memory of Iron Maiden. Okay. And, and you, go ahead. No, go ahead. No, I was going to say, and you're saying that, or you told me that you're more or less kind of leaning towards what Jeremy said in that Number of the Beast, the first time that you heard is mm-hmm. probably your favorite out of the lot by the band. Yeah. Yeah, that's my that's my favorite song. Uh, that and Run to the Hills are probably my two favorite um, songs from Iron Maiden. Okay, where um, if you had to pick a third off of that album, where would you go? <laughs> you know what I said. <laughs> I don't remember. Uh, oh, okay. It was a toss up between the Prisoner and Gang. <laughs> Uh, that's fine hey this is all a matter of opinion so and again you i guess i i guess i like when murder's up for sale yeah (laughs) i support that man good job cool yeah well we'll have to do a twisted sister episode in the future just so that uh, that one i can have a little more information for (laughs) that one I'm, i'm sure we'll have to stop you instead it'll be uh it, it it'll be like um Megadeth playing Paranoid where uh Dave Mustaine is yelling out to Nick Menz. Nick, Nick. Yeah. So you got it. Um I was gonna say keeping things keeping things in New Jersey. I was gonna say keeping things in Morris County, but you're no longer in Morris County. Traitor. So, no. Traitor. 
<laughs> well, th- three of us are originally from Morris County, as well as from New Jersey. We probably have, well, we've probably rubbed elbows with Steve at some point, but. Well, I know if he's gone to Starland, I know I've seen, uh, probably been there next to him, drinking a beer, watching a show. <laughs> I live right next to Starland. Okay. Well, I'm yeah. jealous of that. <laughs> yeah. It's easy. It's, it's a great thing because most of my friends are up in Morris County. So I go up there for, you know, events and this and that. And then I got to come home at two o'clock in the morning and, <laughs> and it's late when they come down to Starland to watch a show, they complain about having to drive back up, back to Morris County. Yep. And I'm just five minutes away. It's the most beautiful <laughs> thing. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. There you go. So, um, Iron Maiden, your all-time favorite band. I can say this with certainty. It's yes. not going to be the. It's not going to be the Teletubbies. Um, and uh, yeah, Jose is saying in the chat that he's the fourth one from uh, Morris County as That's well. True. Uh, that is true. That is true. Oh, we have a fourth thing, Steve. What hospital were you born in? I was born in Saint Barnabas. Okay, you, you, That's where my son was born. Okay, yeah. All right. I was going to see if we were all born in the same hospital, but we weren't. No. I guess technically right. I'm originally from Union. Well, uh, that's okay. for Union County. So, yeah. Uh, all right. Can... So, um, <laughs> Iron Maiden. Yes. When was the first time that you heard Iron Maiden? At your house. Okay. <laughs> was but... the. Go ahead. Yeah. I could tell you the story how I came across uh, my okay, first album when I made it. Let's let's hear it. Let's go. So, so uh, as many of us know, obviously, not not for Jeremy and unfortunately for Brad, but in in Morris County, there's a supermarket that's no longer there. It was called Pathmark, and I remember when I was a kid, and uh, you know, a person in this chat, uh, in this video chat, that uh, shall remain nameless, <laughs> the host, basically started getting me into heavy metal. And I uh, wasn't allowed to listen to stuff uh, like Michael Jackson and things like that uh, at the time when we were kids in his house. So I got used to heavy metal. And I remember going to the supermarket with my parents and they had a little record section and I picked out two albums. I picked out uh, Iron Maiden Somewhere in Time. And uh, it was my f- uh, first two ever, ever uh, vinyl, ever metal albums. And the other one's not a metal. It's uh, more uh, uh, hair metal. It was uh, Poison, Look What the Cat Dragged In. And I brought them to my mother, and I said, oh, Mom, I'd like to buy these. And she looked at a bunch of chicks on one album. She's like, you're not taking that one home. And <laughs> she she let me take home Iron Maiden somewhere in time. And um, I remember putting it on my father's record player, which was at the time, if you remember, these gigantic things that like took up a half a room, like the size of a TV. You lifted a door and went in there and you played a record. And uh, I was listening to that. Sorry for my kid in the background. <laughs> but but um, so I remember falling in love with Somewhere in Time, not only just because it was my first album, but I and it's funny because uh, uh, Jose in the in the chat mentioned uh, who's who's the artist. I fell in love with Derek Riggs, his art. If you look at that Somewhere in Time album, you see little nuances of all their previous albums within the cover which is absolutely fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, you see all sorts of other things from their songs. And, and I don't think I can even, I'm sure Victor knows them all because he's the trivia guy in the, in the room and in our family in terms of metal for sure. But I, I did, I did see 
you know, in terms of the album, when you look at the album, you see a different thing every time. And then what I what I liked most about the artwork of the album, if you open the inner sleeve and you pull out the inner sleeve, it was a futuristic, it was a completely different thing. Like the other, you know, in terms of you saw these futuristic blue cars that they were sitting on and the whole band. And um, so I, 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 I'll be honest with you, I fell initially in love with the artwork on the album. And, um, and then the music just came secondary to me, but then it became obviously a primary thing. And then I've, I've, as Victor can tell you, I've had uh, a fascination with Iron Maiden since then. In fact, when, uh, you know, much of my life uh, after school, I, I, I took about five years out of my life to, study uh dentistry and uh i i really basically locked myself in a room for five years and it was in a hospital in a clinic and and i didn't get a chance to really enjoy much but iron maiden was always there and and i even though i did have other phases and other musics uh i never ever left iron maiden and and then the funny thing is is that when i i i graduated school and i got my first job my first paycheck iron maiden came to town i bought 30 tickets to iron maiden and I took 30 of my friends <laughs> to go see Iron Maiden. And I remember it was at PNC Art Center and it was pouring so much that literally you couldn't stand on the lawn. You were, everybody was slipping down the lawn all the way down to, to the upper, upper portion of the uh, seats. But it, we were so muddy. People lost their phones, their keys. It was, uh, it was a mess, but it, to me, it was one of the best times. Cool. Um... So somewhere in time is your favorite Maiden album. Then, first introduction. Uh, I, I, listen, I honestly that that when you when you got in touch with me last week about or a couple of weeks about this and said you have to pick your for me it's the hardest. Thing. I even like Future Real, <laughs> but uh, it's uh, and I know many Iron Maiden people will not consider that an Iron Maiden album. But I there's you know I, I like most of their stuff. Uh, to me, the one thing about Iron Maiden also is no matter what album you get, like, and I'm sure we've all had this, not with all bands, but with some bands, you buy it, you hear a song on the radio, you go buy it, you go buy it, and that's the only best song they have. And then you're like, oh, what a bummer. But then Iron Maiden, you know, almost every album, ha you know, has at least 50% of the songs, maybe 60, 70% of the songs, I would say, are fantastic songs. And they're, they, you, know, you always remember them if you're an Iron Maiden fan, they stick with you. And, um, you know, I think it's fantastic. Now, Somewhere in Time, I'll have to choose. If I have to choose Somewhere in Time because it's my first album, I still pull out the vinyl and, and stare at the vinyl periodically. And, uh, uh, you know, I enjoy the album. And I, I'm just going to have to I have to choose that. Um, but if, if I, I, would, I, would, I have a hard time choosing a specific album, but I guess it'll be Somewhere in Time. Okay, three songs off of that to sell your case for Iron Maiden or for well, Summer I mean, Maiden album. Somewhere in time, when you turn that on and it starts with that intro, mm -hmm. I instantly fell in love with that intro. Uh, I was hooked from day one when that song for Somewhere in Time. So Somewhere in Time is going to be my number one on that song. Number two is, as you know, Victor, uh, Wasted Years was one of my entry uh, songs for my wedding. So we, we uh, all my bridal party came into wasted years, and uh, the third one is is it's hard. I mean, I love Alexander the Great, you know, because Victor knows I'm a fan of long, super long, epic songs. So um, you know, to me, Alexander the Great was also uh, you know, I mean, 
I love every song on there, but I guess if I had to choose my third one, it'd be Alexander the Great. Okay. Um, I can give you a story on uh, somewhere in t- on the, the track caught somewhere in time. I remember being in Madrid the first time, driving from where we are here in the north, driving to Madrid. My wife convinced me that we were going to take her car because we always use my car to drive around everywhere. What I didn't know was that it was going to be over 100 degrees and her car didn't have air conditioning while my car did. Um, As I roll the windows down, we're sitting in traffic over, you know, uh, Jeremy, it was over 40 Celsius. um, Yeah. So um, we're sitting there and all I hear the opening chords to somewhere in time and I'm like, my instant reaction was, holy shit, it's Iron Maiden and it's caught somewhere in time, which never got played on the radio in the U.S. Never. And you were thinking, I think I have heat stroke. Like, What's wrong with you? What's the big deal? You know, I'm like, it's it's Iron Maiden. It's caught somewhere in time. The kicker, the song after that was an Ace Frehley solo song was the uh, yeah. was the next song after that. I'm like, all right, we're listening to this station the entire time we're here. Yeah. Uh, so um it it was uh it was great. Um I have uh, I was I was uh thinking about playing this. Uh well I'm gonna play this. This is a sound clip before I yammer off on how I got into Iron Maiden. Um this is Gene Hoagland. I'm assuming all you guys know who Gene Hoagland, the drummer, is. Okay. This is Gene Hoagland telling me candidly how he got into Iron Maiden. And this actually, actually, no, this has to do more with how he met James Hetfield and how Iron Maiden is what got him to, um, uh, to actually uh, speak to James Hetfield for the first time. So let me cue this up. The album. Was. Okay, let me. Uh... All right. Let me know if you guys can hear this. At least on August 20. No, I'm sorry. June 27, 1981. Can you guys hear that? Was ironically yeah. a Saturday. And, hmm. um, and that was also the same day I met James Hetfield for the first time. And. Um, huh. I, I, I got to tell this story to James when we were on tour with Metallica last year. They all took us out to dinner and, you know, got to know us a little bit. And I, I got to tell James, hey, man, I met you in 1981. And um, I got to tell him the story. He was howling at the story. And I just um, I just thought it was kind of funny that, you know, this, this great metal day, you know. <laughs> I been This is before he was in Metallica. Like, I... I I saw him at a backyard party, and <laughs> our uh, we had a mutual friend named Caton DePena, who now sings for the band Hyrax. He was in his band. Uh, I don't think they were. I think they were called Chaos at the time. And uh, you know, they were just kind of a, a, a cover band doing like UFO and cool Scorpion songs and like cool metal cover band. Um, right. But I saw this guy walking around the the the, the party wearing an Iron Maiden T-shirt. And I didn't know anybody who knew who, who Iron Maiden was, let alone walk around in an Iron Maiden shirt. And it was <laughs> first. It was a black shirt. 
it was the first album, but it was all in white. So, you know, I, huh. I ran up to this dude and I was like, oh my God. You know, I was 13 years old. Ozzy had played the week before with, with Motorhead. And, um, you know, I was wearing my Ozzy shirt. And, you know, I was a 13-year-old little punk who was just like, oh, my God, please, Will, where did you get that shirt? I made it. Can you make me a shirt? <laughs> no. You know, here's, here's, here's 10 bucks, which, you know, no T-shirts were on sale for 10 bucks at the time. Here's 10 bucks. Could you make me one, please? I've never seen anybody with an Iron Maiden shirt. Please. No. And I just bothered this guy for the entire party. Please, here's I with my sister and got 10 bucks from her. Here's 20 bucks. Will you please make me one? I'll never see an Iron Maiden shirt ever. You know, like, because they only had got killers out at the time, maybe. And, you know, nobody knew who Iron Maiden was. And, you know, that's all, whatever. So, anyway. Six months later, I see I go to see Saxon at the Whiskey, and it's their first show in in America, you know. And I walk in right as the opening band is going on stage, and sure enough, mind you, um, Brad Dahl has told us that he was at this very same show as well, one of his previous appearances. So um, Brad and Gene Hoagland may have been rubbing elbows without even knowing it. So. Um, true story yeah all right let's let's continue to hear there's just a little bit more of uh this story it's that guy hey that's the dude that wouldn't make me the iron maiden shirt and (laughs) sure enough the band was metallica and actually they were they were they weren't very good um (laughs) but uh you know hey that's the fucker that wouldn't make me the iron maiden and i got about that you know 30 years later and it was pretty, and he thought it was pretty cute. But uh, yeah, there you go. But uh, um, and just ironically, I, I I was reading on Motorhead Wikipedia page that that album, that Ace Escape, got released on the the same day that I actually met James Hetfield. So uh, that was pretty fun little metal coincidence there. But uh, anyway, yeah, Ace Spades can't beat it. I mean, hell, that song is is metal, you know. And the fact. That- All right, so. <laughs> He brings up Ace of Spades because we were talking about Ace of Spades is what we were supposed to be talking about, but that rang a bell and he started talking about meeting James Hetfield. So um, that's one of my favorite all time stories. So go ahead, Brad. Yeah, I got to jump in here because I I think this speaks to the importance of Iron Maiden and, you know, my earlier statement about nobody had ever done music like this before. I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to throw this out there that without Iron Maiden, you wouldn't have Metallica. And oh, yeah. because that night that Gene and I were in the whiskey together somehow, <laughs> which is awesome. Um, I mean, those guys hit the stage. I mean, they, and he, he's right. I, I, I keep thinking, was I wrong about this? Were they not really that good? Was I just like, you know, a hater or something? But anyway. They were there, yeah. They weren't that good, but I I looked at these guys and I said these kids are trying to be Iron Maiden. I mean, they really were. I mean, everything was really fast and there were licks and that. The only only one song I can actually remember that that was memorable that they played was Metal Militia. That's uh, I think off the first album, right? Right. I yeah. don't know that. Uh, I don't know that many of the other songs they played. I ended up on an album, but uh, but anyway, I was. I'm I'm going to tell you that. Without Iron Maiden, you wouldn't have Metallica, which are arguably the biggest heavy metal band 
really in the world now anyway. Mm-hmm. And, and you probably wouldn't have anthrax either. Cause right. I think they pretty much wore it on their sleeves. I mean, think of the song Indians. Okay. That, yeah. I mean, you know, Doug on well, it's like, okay, run to the Hills. We got to have our own run to the Hills. And uh, that's exactly what that, that is. I, I mean, you wouldn't have anthrax without Iron Maiden. You wouldn't have probably a lot of other bands without Iron Maiden. Right. So, so there, I rest my case, your honor. Yeah. <laughs> Jeremy, just go ahead. A, yeah. Just a small story from the UK. Cause you guys won't be aware of this, but we used to have a program on Thursday nights called top of the pops. Yeah. Um, and they used to have a, you know, a range of music on uh, all the hits. Uh, and Iron Maiden came on there, and obviously you'd have Judas Priest on there as well, and you'd have Saxon and and other bands. But Iron Maiden were the only band that ever played live on it, mm-hmm. ever. Uh, I mean, every other band mimed, but Iron Maiden brought their amps. They played live, and it didn't sound quite as good as the other stuff. But they <laughs> they made a point of the fact that they were playing live, uh, you know, in the studio, and it was amazing, really, to to see that, you know. We were all talking about it as kids. Um, the only band to ever play live on on TV. Cool. I have another question about that, Jeremy. And I I I feel like it was Iron Maiden, but maybe it was another uh, a band that was on top. And I think it was Top of the Pops, where they made them lip sync, and so they made a mockery of it, and they started switching instruments and really screwing around during the song. Was it Iron Maiden that did that, or was it somebody else? No. Yes, yeah, that's no. familiar. That was Maiden. That was okay. Maiden, but that was in Germany. It wasn't. It wasn't oh, in the UK. Okay. Because right, yeah, I, I wasn't sure about it. Yeah, not yeah. Right. The I think incident, those two countries mixed up. Both, both <laughs> incidents are are um, in the original Twelve Wasted Years, which we practically wore out on VHS back in the day, uh, and now that appears, I think, as like the bonus disc on Live After Death, maybe where they talk about that. I'll, I'll say this, that they've talked about never lip syncing on shows, but when they have um, the new Year's celebration here every year, they have like this almost like um, a pop-up video that they used to have on VH one, where they'll show bands playing on TV and they'll have like different, like, uh, comedic comments going along with it. And they always have like the token metal bands that they show. And it's usually Ramones and like a few Spanish bands. And this year they showed Iron Maiden, who was completely doing everything in playback lip syncing to Flight of Icarus. So um, it was interesting because in 12 Wasted Years, they say, we never lip sync anywhere. And, and I saw that. And I'm like, they fucking liars they did it on national tv here they you know they probably had no other choice but um all right so how i got into iron maiden uh this was 1983 um i remember being in third grade and someone by the name of kim gladish um kim gladish begged me to come to my birthday party And she said, I promise I'll buy you something that you'll love. Okay. Um, And she bought me, and this is uh, how we kind of gatewayed into a lot of bands back in the 80s. It was a KTEL vinyl. Okay. And it was called Masters of Metal. 
Masters of Metal started out with Black Sabbath's Trashed, had Zebra's um, Who's Behind the Door, I believe, You Can't Stop Rock and Roll by Twisted Sister, Kisses Lick It Up, Street of Dreams by Rainbow, um, Crocus Screaming in the Night, Van Halen um, Dancing in the Streets, and I'm not sure if I'm missing anything. Oh, Triumph. Um, uh, it may have been Fight the Good Fight. I don't remember. But anyway, the second song on side two was Run to the Hills by Iron Maiden. And I remember that I loved the song so much that I'd flip the album over and I wouldn't even bother playing Street of Dreams by Rainbow. I would just start side two off with Run to the Hills. And that instantly started with um, with my love affair with the band. And it's funny because I have what well, one of the sound things that I have in the sound bank that I always have is the next kind of progression here because um, I came to Spain and this was probably like 87, 88. Again, uh, along the lines of what we're we're talking about, um, that we couldn't afford stuff, so we kind of recorded stuff off of one another. I'm not sure. Yeah, you had Gabriel had somewhere in time already, but I didn't own an actual Iron Maiden album. And I remember we were going on a bus trip, and this kid comes up to me and says, "You know English? Can you translate this for me?" And this is what I have saved. And the moral of this story is this is what not to do if the bird shits on you. Which is the intro to Rhyme of the Ancient Mariner on Live After Death. And I had to I had to translate it for the kid with his parents and a priest looking at me saying, well, um, he's saying, you know, it's a good thing to kind of like learn from. And then later on, I told him, I said, hey, he's actually saying, you know, this is what not to do when a bird shits on you. Um, so I remember getting back from that trip, from that hike, which was like a, a three days excursion. And the first thing I did was head into the city and get um, Live After Death and Peace of Mind on cassette. And I was done. It was Iron Maiden. Like at from that point on, there, there was like nothing else that could touch Iron Maiden for a very long time. It got to the point to... Uh, from from that, from the late 80s up until after the X Factor, where I kind of had to lay off Maiden for a few years because I just couldn't. I listened to them so much that I'd burn myself out on them. Um, but luckily, you know, I, I came back and I will say that I still followed Bruce's solo stuff, which um, I, I still think. And I know this is going to be sacrilegious to some people. I think Bruce's solo stuff is better than anything he's done since he's come back to the band, except for maybe Brave New World. So, uh, but that's my funky taste in music, uh, which leads me to my favorite Iron Maiden album. I love Killers. <coughs> I love Brave New World. I love Power Slave a lot too. Um, but my all-time favorite Iron Maiden album, and I can, and I can still remember seeing the album cover for the first time because again the album covers were so iconic uh there was someone by the name of aggie pagalos 
Um, I remember, I remember walking halfway home. We would walk to a certain point in the town where we lived in Dover and he would walk to, I forget if it was his parents' diner or if he would walk to Victory Gardens or or whatever. Um, But he showed me Seventh Son of a Seventh Son for the first time. And I saw that album cover and I said, holy shit. I said, Somewhere in Time is ridiculous, but that half an eddy floating above ice and water holding, what is that? Is that a heart? Is he holding, you know, what is that exactly? You know, it was one of these things where, and I'm getting goosebumps describing this right now, but I remember seeing that. And then the advent of uh, MTV's Headbangers Ball. And actually before that, I had seen the album, but I hadn't heard anything off of it. And there's a radio station that no longer exists called WNEW um, in New York. And on Sunday, or not Sundays, excuse me, on Fridays, they would have a show called Things from England, which was Scott Muni. Scott Muni with Things from England. And this week we have uh, ACDC with um, a Blow Up Your Video had come out on the same day. And he was playing uh, That's the Way I, I Want My Rock and Roll which just from the intro and the hi-hat on that, I was like, wow, this is cool. I have to hear it. Um, Obviously, I'd heard Heatseeker before that, but then up next, the big hit in England. This is Iron Maiden with Can I Play With Magic? And I was like, Iron Maiden? I've never heard Iron Maiden on terrestrial radio in in the U.S. before. It it was, you know, only Eddie Trunk played this stuff at like 12 o'clock at night or, you know, after 10, if anything. But Iron Maiden was never played. He played, he played Can I Play With Magic? MTV had Bangers Ball, started playing the video for that, started playing the video for The Clairvoyant, started playing the video for uh, The Evil That Men Do. And it was one of these things where I remember back then we would wait around Headbangers Ball just so that we could record a video and we could have that song to just watch over and over again. And it was just like, a thing where we would all get together and just watch these videos and like zone out and like see, you know, all these bands that we were into it was just so cool. But um, to me, uh, what puts it over is the music in the end. To me, hearing Moonchild, hearing the title track, Seventh Son of a Seventh Son. And I mean, I, I played a little snippet of Only the Good Die Young, which is the closing track off of it, which just has some great lyrics uh, to it. I mean, those three tracks for me sell that album, but I mean, this is an album that I put on and I almost always listen start to finish because I just love it so much. Um, I know I'm an oddball with this. I'm sure there are other people that love Seventh Son, but, um, you know, um, but maybe not to the point that it's, it's their favorite. All right. Mr. Gabriel. <laughs> so, so I thought originally when you asked me the question, which is our favorite three tracks, I didn't realize it meant to be to one album, but I was going in my memory banks trying to choose. Mm-hmm. And my, my second favorite song of all time in there is uh, only the good die young. And uh, it's really uh, it, it. The first time I heard that song, uh, which only two of us will know is that uh, our old lead guitarist's house. Mm-hmm. Uh, in Dover, and I remember listening to that song. 
and it was so melodic and so it just resonated with me and i and i i just i just love that song so that's my that's my second best iron maiden song and unfortunately uh as uh victor and i both know we lost that lead guitarist and that song means a lot to me because of that situation because only the good do that young and uh that's 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 uh that that's that song will never leave my my brain ever in my life yeah um for me that is um the person in question that he is speaking of i mean when i'm alluding to watching the videos we had a band back then and we would all do it together um another song that brad brought up which is still life was his all-time favorite iron maiden song so every time that i hear that song it always gives me goosebumps and it you know the the still life is about dying which is kind of ironic you know thinking back at everything that transpired but um difficult uh to to pick i mean i'm sure we could all make our own playlist that it would have songs from uh pretty much every album uh, again i'm probably in the um in the minority here in that uh i don't like the last album I, I I affectionately refer to it as Book of Stools instead of uh, Book of Souls. Um, but uh, hey, we all have our own opinions, our own tastes, and it's there's you know nothing wrong with people that love that album as well. Brad, you had your hand up before. Do you want to say something as well? Uh, n- no, I think I just had to go to the bathroom. <laughs> oh, okay. So you're asking permission for the hall pass. All right. We need a hall pass. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So um, real quickly, one of, one of the reasons that I wanted to do this is kind of a, a thank you to everyone that's on Patreon. There are people that couldn't make it tonight. Mike Jones couldn't make it. Mark Striegel couldn't make it. Uh, Chris Vaglio, our newest patron, couldn't make it either. Hopefully in the future, we can get everyone together and um, and choose another band to talk about in a similar fashion. Um, what I, again, what I want to do is kind of thank all you guys for your support um, with Patreon. And not only that, because, you know, you guys all go above and beyond and retweet and share stuff. And, you know, uh, earlier today, Jeremy was posting about us getting together uh yeah gabriel is showing off the uh the mars attacks t-shirt that uh you know it it makes you it makes you look even more voluptuous than usual you know that (laughs) that's a good shade of um of guitar on you i love it it's a great shirt i've been i I can't tell you how many times i wore it (laughs) cool so Hey, everyone, everyone helps out in, in their own way. So when I say that, I say it during the shows all the time, I do appreciate you guys. I do 100% uh, appreciate all the support and everything that we do in the group. It is a troll free environment. It is a great way to share music and talk about stuff that, that we enjoy. And, and real quickly, I did want to go around and, and talk to each and every one of you and see you know, what from the group or what music from the Patreon group have you been turned on to, or maybe the podcast has turned you on to something that, uh, that you enjoy as a result of me turning you on to that. Uh, so I'm going to start off with, uh, Jeremy here. 
Yeah, um, well, uh, quite a lot, really. Um, I think you know that already. But, um, yeah. th- I mean, there's been a lot of great Swedish bands that have been uh, th- that are out there. I mean, I- I've bought Arion. I've bought um, uh, Witherfall, which was a mm-hmm. great album as well. I bought the, uh, the Evergrey album. Um, you know, I've, I've been sort of, oh, I bought the, uh, the end machine. Um, mm. there's been, there's been one or two others. If, um, I mean, there's so much, so much good stuff coming out. It's incredible really. And if it wasn't for joining up with your Patreon group, I wouldn't have known half of these bands. Um, right. so, so I, you know, big thank you to you for, for posting all this stuff and, and for having the knowledge, you know, to, uh, to pass on. Because that, that's what I've, I've really enjoyed, um, you know. And I've, I've started collecting again, which has been great. You know, I sort of had a, a time when I wasn't doing that. You know, you, you sort of, uh, you know, you, you're with your kids growing up and that sort of stuff, and you, right. you know, the music goes in the background a little bit, and then then you get back into it again, and it's been it's been fantastic. Awesome. Um, so I mean, you've rattled off quite a few <laughs> bands there. Um, it's it's absolutely cool, you know. Jeremy's one of the more active people in the group, absolutely, and it's it's funny because there are certain things that I think that are going to be home runs right away, and there are other things that I'm like, ah, he'll, there's no way that he'll like this, and and it's the opposite, you know, where you'll say, oh, I mm. picked up the album, I've I've listened to their first three albums now, and I'm really hooked on them. So I mean, it's always cool to get that type of uh, feedback. So I mean, it makes me feel that um uh that that it's more than just me posting random videos that people actually appreciate what I'm actually doing within the group yeah absolutely and and it's really got me into sort of types of metal that I'd never thought I was going to get into really into the modern uh the modern sounding melodic med- mm-hmm. metal you know that sort of Ariane Evergrey sound uh right. really into that sort of stuff but you know other stuff as well and you, you just never know what you're going to like until you you're thrown it in your face and then you, you go and listen if you just spend the time listening to the music and then you decide for yourself you know what's good and what's not um it's it's been great yeah awesome let's uh hop on over to mr yarg metal here has there been anything that uh that you've added to yarg metal as a result of one or the other either seeing it in the patreon group or maybe hearing me talk about it on the show all right well first of all i have to say um there are so many great things about about what you do victor okay and being a patron here uh number one most important thing is the people here okay really cool dudes it'd be okay if we had a lady in here i'm all right with that i don't have a problem with ladies but um, <laughs> you you guys, I I feel like I've made friends here, and and uh, I and yeah. and that is so very cool. We we need to get Rob in here, and we need to get Jose in here. Um, and anyway, I that's the <laughs> most important thing that you've done, Victor. Is you've brought you've brought together uh, people from all over the world. Uh, of course, most of them are from New Jersey, but uh, from <laughs> other parts of the world as well. And, uh, it's, it's just a cool thing that you're doing. Okay. You're, you're doing the Lord's work. Okay. Uh, number two, you've cost me a lot of money. <laughs> all right. And it's n- not the page Patreon thing. It's all the music I've bought because of all the yeah. videos that you shared. Uh, 
it I can't even keep up with them anymore. I got to I'm trying to figure out a better way to to listen to all the stuff. Um, and then also to try not to buy everything because it's <laughs> I buy everything and then I I can't listen to that because I've got so much music. So I'm going to defy everyone to I, I wish I was up in my office right now because then I could pull up yard metal and I could look at all the songs that are going to be playing over the next few hours. And I could say, OK, that one's because of Victor. 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 Your your, your fingerprints are all over yard metal, whether you know it or not. Um, if we made any money, I'd have to pay you something. But uh, of course, yard metal's free, because so. <laughs> we love metal. That's why. That's why we're all here, right? We all love metal, yeah. mm-hmm. and um, so, so yeah. Anyway, thank you, Victor. Thank you for well, what you're doing here. I I appreciate uh, all all the kind words, and you know that totally means means a lot to me. It, it's a thrill to hear that you know that yard metal has a lot of programming as a result. So. Um, uh, there you go. Yeah, yeah. I, I have my uh, my cousin being peer pressured into joining Patreon by his wife in the chat room. So, uh, <laughs> so there you go. Hello, hello Paula. Hello. Hope you're doing well. Join his wife. Join in us. Here. Join us. <laughs> Join the dark side. Yes. Um, Mr. Hoker. Yes. Uh, the I tender the question to you, sir. Um, mm-hmm. Over the years, you've you've been a longtime follower of what I do mm-hmm. from Mars Attacks. I, d- I don't know how long you have been uh, following, but you've been uh, you've been pretty pretty constant uh, with your support over the years, and that I definitely appreciate. Um, what what have I helped turn you on to music wise over the years, either from the podcast or from Patreon? Uh, there's countless female fronted bands that you've brought to my attention, (laughs) Um, which I'm a a sucker for. So I would say probably eight times out of 10, it's always pretty good and goes into the, you know, into the Amazon music playlist. Right. Um, But as far as the Patreon group, like everyone else is saying, it it doesn't even matter what you're posting. We're here for you and, and everybody else in this group is awesome. And, you know, it's just a great community. And that's, that's the main thing, you know, and it's, we all appreciate your hard work. And, um, you know, I, I first, uh, heard of you through Mark on talking mm-hmm. metal when you were doing the, uh, the Friday live shows. Right. I mean, eons ago. Yeah. Um, I, you may have actually still been in New Jersey. I'm not. No, I'm no, no. I've, I, I started podcasting. Uh, it's going to be 12 years next month. Well, um, okay. And I've been here for almost 18 years. Um, oh, wow. I didn't realize the, that. Yeah, the show with Mark, that Friday Night Live show was, I don't even think my kids were born yet. And my my oldest is going to be 10 next month as well. So okay. it was it, it was quite a long time ago. That, that show was a lot of fun to do in that mm-hmm. whole that whole thing where I was able to program the station for Mark. And uh, for those that don't know, I do it a lot of behind the scenes stuff uh, with Mark. I've done it over the years. He's the guy that kind of got me into podcasting. Um, and from that, I mean, we've developed a relationship where I've done, you know, web work for him and I've done a lot of content creation for him. And I've 
you know, been program director on the two different stations that he had basically. And when we did those Friday night live shows, I was pretty much the guy running the show and queuing him and John to come in whenever John was on board, you know, uh, it was, it was so much fun to, uh, to do that. Um, unfortunately, you know, like everything else, um, that just, it, it didn't last. Uh, we did that for like about two years, I believe if I remember yeah. correctly. Somewhere and then, there, so yeah, it, it was, it was, it was a lot of fun. Uh, again, I, I owe a lot to Mark. Um, it, I mean, I can say that for example, he got to interview Charlie Benante this week was kind of an envious thing for me because, you know, being, being able to just bring people up like that at like, at like a moment's notice is definitely something that I wish I could do, but 12 years in, I still have to jump through a lot of fiery hoops. Uh, so, and, and I understand I'm not Mark, I'm not Eddie trunk. I'm not, you know, Mitch Lafon or, or all these big name people I've, I've become, and I think it has a lot to do with, with the live stream and the camaraderie that we have. I think I've become a lot more comfortable with just, I am who I am and what, what I'm doing. I think, you know, enough people appreciate. Um, you can look at the charts in Estonia as proof um, that, uh, that you know I'm 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 cool with with where I am. I I will say, and I don't. I think I may have mentioned this when um, when you were on. I mean, now um, I'm at the point where every week when I'm releasing episodes, the show is usually within like the top 100, usually around 80, 80 something. Mm-hmm it tails off to like 250 and then it just drops off the chart. But that was it's my episode. <laughs> no, your episode, your episode got up in the eighties as well. Ooh. So uh, I, I wouldn't, uh, I, I wouldn't, you know, say that you didn't bring people in. I think a lot of people came in and, and I think I'm, you know, I've been making the point. I keep saying this. I just want to have good conversations with people, regardless how big of an artist it is whether it's you guys, whether, whether it's anyone that just wants to talk about music. Uh, I mm-hmm. think the conversations are what draw people in and I enjoy doing it. And I enjoy having you guys, you know, usually in the chat, you know, lending your, uh, your comments and questions and everything. I think that Sumo Psycho uh, episode was, was great last week with everyone chiming in and throwing questions in from the chat and they were, they were cool with all of that, which was great. I just wish I would have spelt the damn lead singer's name right today. When I sent all the, uh, I posted about the damn uh, interview, but you know, hopefully I won't don't, catch too much crap for that. Don't worry. I've spelt my own name wrong on here. <laughs> <laughs> Did you? Oh my God. There you go. You know what? The nice thing, name, Vic- right? <laughs> yeah. The, the nice thing, Victor is they're Canadians. So they'll forgive you. We can hope. Yeah, they're they're forgiving people. <laughs> they're not from New Jersey. Yeah, <laughs> hey, we're we're punch you. We're we're, we're 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 usually forgiving. There's usually like an outburst. Yeah, right after you right after you punch somebody. Yeah. <laughs> you you have to you have to get that you know frustration out, and then you're good with things. I usually just walk away. I'm like you're not. I'm like it's not worth it. I'm out. It's not worth it. There you go. Um. Lastly, the, the, the person that's actually known me the longest here with us today, 
uh, Gabriel. Um, you mentioned Iron Maiden. I'm sure there are a few other bands that I've turned you on to over the years. Um, <laughs> any other band of mine? When we were kids, Friday nights at your, your house, your parents' house, was trivia, metal trivia night for me. And if I didn't get the uh, questions right, I'd get a smack in the head. Um, <laughs> You're not but, helping uh, the jersey thing here. Nah, <laughs> no, it was tough love. I enjoyed it. Um, I, believe it or not, I truly enjoyed the Sumo Psycho um, interview. It was they were so captive, and they they like it was unbelievable. They they were like so they had this energy that I actually went immediately started listening to their stuff, and now I have bystanders stuck in my head. Yeah, and like all week, and it just doesn't leave my head. And uh, so I'm gonna say, recently, that's the song. But I mean, basically, uh, my love for metal uh, honestly comes from Victor. Uh, you know, because we we listened to metal since we were, I can't even tell you, we were playing air guitar since we were kids. And um, but I'll tell you some cool stories about the show. Um, I but, but back to the Patreon real quick. I signed up. I I do enjoy because I I live a very hectic lifestyle, and as all my life, uh, Victor has always been the one to say, hey, did you listen to this band? Hey, I'll get a Facebook message. Check these people out. It's right up your alley. Hey, you know, so aside from doing that for the general public, he does that for me as family. And uh, signing up to his Patreon was only natural because I get the emails. I check it out a band and I and I, I love to listen to the bands on there and then just check them out and get some information. But I'll tell two quick stories. One story was a handful of years ago, probably now I'm going to say well over 10 years ago, maybe uh, I was able to score backstage passes to a band, a little uh, local band here called Overkill, which I'm sure most people know uh, in this room. And uh, I, I was I was there and I, and I actually I went up to Bobby Blitz, the lead singer, and said, hey, Bobby, I just want to say I, I heard your interview. You you interviewed with my cousin uh, on his show, on his podcast. and." Uh, he looks at me. He goes, "Who's that? Who's that?" He goes, "Well, I mean, you may not know him or anything like that, but I said, uh, I said, um, his name is Victor Ruiz." And Bobby stopped. He was signing an autograph actually at that time, and he he stopped and he looked at me. He said, "Victor Ruiz?" I said, "Yeah, yeah. He's over in Europe. He's he was his Jersey guy, but he moved over to Europe. And you interviewed once on a show or a couple times." And he said, uh, "He said, yeah, I, I I know Victor Ruiz." I said, "Oh, really?" I said, "Oh, that's nice. That's nice." He goes, "Yes, I consider him a personal friend." So that just goes to show uh, Victor's outreach there. And then another story. Uh, wait, wait, is- let, let me cut you off there for a second. Yeah. That's beat it, kid. Yeah, yeah, sure. I, I know who he is. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you another story, which is really far-fetched. Um, I teach, I teach uh, dentistry down in South Jersey. And um, it was a it was a small class, and we were we were at the end of the class. It's a two day course. It's four times a year, and at the end of the class, uh, one of the nights, the director takes us out for dinner. And there was a one the director's best friends is a huge music guy, and he started he started uh, throwing out uh, music trivia, and all stuff was he asked one of the the things was without looking at your phones, who did Gary Moore play for, and. I'm sitting there and I'm like, holy crap, I can't believe I and I drew a blank because I was in a different environment. I was in a in a school dentistry mindset, not expecting this guy to spit it out. Well, there was a student next to me from Chicago that that's that uh that that got the answer right and he's 
I said to myself, oh, my God, if my cousin Victor was here, he would smack me in the back of the head because I got that wrong. <laughs> and and he says, Victor, Victor, uh, you're from Jersey? Yeah, Victor. He goes, oh. I said he, – he started asking me. He goes, I, I know Victor. No, no. And it was like we just started talking. It turns out that he was a, a huge fan of the show. He's a huge fan of Victor's show. So far back to know that he that Victor took a hiatus for a period of time. And actually, he said, I'm so happy that Victor put his show back on. And I'm so happy that he's back on with Mark. And it was just a weird thing. Like, I'm in South, in the middle of the woods in South Jersey in the Pinelands. And this guy from Chicago who's there learning dentistry um, happens to be one of Victor's listeners. So I thought that was the coolest thing. And, I'm, you know, I'm, uh, I'll be the first one to tell you that I'm proud of my cousin. I love him. And, I, and it's just I'm so happy that I can support him any way I could, you know. So, uh We've been we've been together for years. We've been through the thick and thin, and even though we haven't seen each other in ten years, uh, you know he still busts my balls and I bust his. That's basically how it is. <laughs> just to, just so you guys know, I, I did pay for a year's worth of bagels uh, before yeah. he came on, so that's why I'm getting you know all the all the kind uh, Jersey bagels are the best. And where do I get that bagel? Uh, deal? <laughs> <laughs> well, once once you get to the uh, what is it? The uh, forty-five year mark. Um, we'll, we'll be able to manage that into the uh, membership. You'll you, you'll get the I'm free. Forty-six. Bagel. That should count. <laughs> <laughs> yes, but we have to know each other level. for forty-five years. Oh, all right. See, you got to look at the asterisks all at the right. bottom. Now we're still close. We're getting there. Almost. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Um, I want to thank each and every one of you guys for for being on here again. Not only for. Um, for supporting me on Patreon, but just coming on here tonight, we will pick another band to dissect their discography and hopefully we'll do it with enough time to get people to, um, to brush up on the band. I, I have a few uh, different ideas uh, as to who we may discuss, but it'll be, you know, something along the lines of an Iron Maiden, someone that's big enough that we've all listened to and, um, and we will do at some point in the future. We will have to do Twisted Sister just so that uh, of course. so Steve can can throw some knowledge uh, at us. And I will say, the first person to ever that I know to own a Twisted Sister album was Gabriel. So there yes, you go. So there's they the. Uh, I know I like them. <laughs> <laughs> I still have it. Still got the vinyl. See, so the, there. I got my go. brothers. He, uh, you like them more than me, so you have this. But I got an autograph. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. Go. Um, any uh, any parting words before we uh, say goodbye, Jeremy? Is there anything you want to say before we hang up here? No, I'm just glad you picked Iron Maiden. Um, obviously, great British band, but uh, whatever you pick next time would be great. And uh, just keep keep doing what you're doing, Victor. It's great. Awesome. I appreciate that. And are you confident for next weekend? Um, no. <laughs> it's nail biting. <laughs> you've 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 already lost to Chelsea. Uh, what? Uh, they knocked you out of twice. the FA Cup, right? Yeah, we've lost twice, but we didn't have the full team out. So, yeah, wow. <laughs> yeah, and and I, I think you're going to have to come to. Uh, to see Barcelona against uh, Real Sociedad to, to get your um, uh, your goodbye game between uh, Silva and uh, and uh, Sergio Aguero. 
Yeah, you're probably right, actually. I hope they come back and say goodbye because obviously it's been terrible with this um, this COVID thing. I mean, I've not been to a match since March the 7th. I was at Wembley from uh, the League Cup final on March the 7th last year. So um, that's the last time I went, yeah. So as a as a lifelong fan, you know, it's um, it's been a bit of a drag. But uh, fingers crossed, I'm, I'm hoping I might be able to get a ticket for the final tomorrow. Oh, wow. Fingers crossed. Yeah, but cool. we'll see. <laughs> Hopefully it works out. Yeah. Mr. Brad Dahl and the other, the, we have two doctors today. We have a, a All right. Dr. Poison and we have the uh metal dentist. Um Brad, any parting words uh before wrapping up the show? Um no, I was kind of hoping we were going to get into these uh these discs, but <laughs> <laughs> we ain't gonna, we're going to start a whole nother hour going here. Um, no, just everybody here is just so awesome. And thank you for doing this, Victor. And, and, uh, thank you for letting me be a part of it. Uh, even though it costs me money. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe we'll have to do the, uh, dark side of maiden, uh, in the future. There you go. We can, we can touch on, uh, X factor and virtual 11 and book of stools. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, that's actually a pretty good topic, though, is just pick some, uh, just say, let, let's talk about where bands that are generally liked uh, amongst uh, metal fans kind of went wrong. Right. Could be you an know. interesting topic. Yeah, I think so. Mm-hmm. Let's keep that on the table. Absolutely. Mr. Hoker, any parting words? Just be good to each other. That's all. You're, yeah. you're always... We're- there with the sage comments and also to lend the comedy as well. So <laughs> we, we thank you for your kindness with your parting words. Thank you. And the uh, other uh, doctor in the room, um, <laughs> any, uh, any parting words? I just want to say I'm thankful to be on the show. I appreciate being invited on and, uh, and uh, I, I feel like I have a whole new group of friends. The last couple of shows, I don't get to catch some of them. I know some of the shows I catch on my ride home from work, and I just turn it on and listen um, in the car. And uh, you know, I'm just uh, I'm just happy that you know this is a wonderful community, and uh, I'm, I'm actually glad to see two of my cousins on the show as well, uh, or at least chatting. And I don't get to see them often either, so it's I feel like a, a nice connection here, and I got all new friends. So. I'm looking forward to more. That's all I can ask for. Awesome. Guys, we are wrapping things up. Thank you everyone for joining us today. Again, thanks whether you're listening or watching live or whether you're checking out the replay. Uh, Thanks for sharing. Thanks for liking. And um, we will see you next time right here on the signals from Mars live stream brought to you by the Mars attacks podcast and as i like to say before the end of the show see ya till next time thank you for listening to the mars attacks podcast this concludes our show 